the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Hello, and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. I'm your host, Wendy Jones, and each and every week we do our best to share pertinent information cutting-edge things that are happening right now in our senior industry. And this program really was designed to talk about all the things that nobody else wants to talk about, and that's why you're here today. So in the studio with me, I have a colleague of mine on our team here at Next Steps for Seniors, Kim Russell. Good morning, Kim. Good morning. And Kim and I um, were blessed to be on a panel recently talking about elder fraud and senior scams. Now, totally aware this can happen to anyone, anytime, not just seniors. But I want to make sure that we cover this topic for a couple reasons. One, it's happening everywhere. But two, I feel like it's heightened over the holidays. Mm -hmm. I think people take advantage of situations a lot. And we're 
we tend to be more giving at, at near the holiday season. We want to give back, but I think it's important for us to really share this information, share some stories with you. Kim and I have had personal stories that we've had through many of our clients so that you have an idea of what to expect and be better prepared for what the future holds. So we are going to first share with you some common elder fraud schemes and give you some stories that go along with that. And then we're going to get into identity theft because that is a very serious thing that is happening. And and then at the end, we're going to talk about what to do about these things mm-hmm. because we don't want to just tell, tell you all this horrible stuff happening and not tell you how to resolve it. Uh, so first, we're going to talk about the common elder fraud scheme. So number one is romance scam. So romance scam <clears throat> is basically criminals posing as interested romantic partners on social media or dating websites. And I'll be honest, I had a client, she was a woman who was very lonely. And what broke my heart about this story, Kim, and and all of you listeners, is that because she was so lonely, she started getting on the internet and engaging in conversations with a gentleman through a dating website. And after six months of her courting, I mean him courting her through the internet, he says he wants to come visit her but I don't have any money. And I'm like, tell me you did not give him money. She's like, oh no, I didn't give him money. I just gave him my routing number and bank account number. Oh no. Do you know, I want to say it was like $15,000. Everything that she had in her bank was literally gone. So this, we just have to be so on guard and be really aware Mm -hmm. of if you've never physically seen this person, you have to physically lay eyes on them. It could be anyone behind the screens. So I just want to share that with you listeners. I feel like that's an important one. People are lonely as they age and this is not something that you, you know, want to happen, but it can happen. So we want you to be aware. The second was tech support scam. Kim, you have a story on that you wanted to share. I do. And I just want to piggyback off on the romance scam is Facebook is a big culprit because there's a picture on the Facebook. So you think that you're talking and they develop trust over six months, a year. And so it's a big, it's a big deal. So beware. But the tech scam that one of my clients was dealing with was with a computer company and they were having technical problems. We called the 800 number and somehow we got this gentleman that was helping us out and it was crazy because they kept asking for more and more information And as soon as they wanted to get onto our computer and do a, you know, see everything that's... They ask to get in right through like the webcam or something, right? Right. So they ask you to get, you know, they give you the passwords and we were savvy enough to, you know, put a halt on this, but this was an over a 20 minute conversation and they knew a lot of information already. So that is the scary part. Like they already they almost know just enough. Right? They know and you enough. How they know that? Right. They know enough that you're saying, okay, well, this could be legitimate, and they're asking where did you buy it, and you're, you know, at a, a store that is very well known, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's where, you know, and so then they really trick you into giving you their passwords, which is super dangerous. So anytime anyone is asking to take over your computer, that is never a good idea. 
Like never do that. Yep. Sorry. Not not giving you access to my computer. Is there another way that we can do this? Right. Would be a good answer. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. And if they say no, then you hang up. Um, another scam, which I'm glad you shared that because a lot of tech, a lot of techie things are happening now. And that's a very common thing as I'm trying to get into your computer. Um, another one is the grandparent scam. Mm -hmm. Now this one is really scary because what happens is when you're sitting home and your phone rings and you hear the voice of your grandchild on the other line, you automatically assume it's your grandchild, right? Well, ready for this one? Because of AI. Which is artificial intelligence. Yes. Thank you for that. This is why we're all, we're a good team. <laughs> yes, we, we go are. back and forth. But okay. So because of this, what happened is they can mimic voices now. And this sweet little parent was, grandparent was sitting home and got a call from a granddaughter. The granddaughter saying, I'm in trouble, grandma. I need you to send me $5,000. I'm stuck in some city, blah, 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 blah. I don't have any money. You know, can you please send it to this account? And the grandma was so concerned. She's like, oh my goodness, this is, this is not good. What am I going to do? While grandma's on the phone, grandpa goes and calls her dad in the other room. And says, and so dad comes over to the house. He's like five minutes. He's like, keep him on the phone. Comes over to the house and and he's listening because he's like, gosh, it sounds just like her. And so he chimes in on the phone. He says, put him on speakerphone. And he goes, Alyssa, what is your brother's name? Oh, and they excellent. hung up. They hung up the phone because they don't, they just know the voice of Alyssa, right? They right. just, they don't know any personal details. So it was fascinating to me. So what you need to remember when you get a call from anybody that sounds like a, a direct relative or someone, you know, asking for money, you say, what was your, when was your wedding? Where did you get married? Who is your niece? Tell me about your kids. Tell me about your brother. What's his name? Because they don't know that information. They know just enough to be able to mimic the voice. So that's my tip for the grandparent scam. That's a really good tip. That's an excellent tip. Well, I have a governmental medical issue that just came about with one of my clients, and they were charged for 240 catheters. <gasps> so um, luckily... Through Medicare, right? Through Medicare. So it was a Medicare bill. And so she was recently in the hospital. So she actually, and this would be my tip, is to have an agent that you actually know. Eyeball to eyeball, not someone over the internet, but you actually know this agent. So she went to her uh, insurance agent and said, I don't know what to do. There's, you know, obviously we didn't use these catheters. So Medicare actually paid it the bill and they could not get the money back, but she did not pay the bill because of she knew this agent and they went to work for her, but they would have charged her for 20%, those 20% of that, those 240 catheters. So this is a great point because Medicare covers 80% of your hospital bill. And mm -hmm. then the other 20 is usually private pay. So when she got the bill, she could have just looked at the total and paid it. And right. that's what, that's what the scam was. They were thinking she would just pay it, but the bottom line is savvy woman caught it and called her agent because she knew him. Yes, exactly. So it's important to know your insurance agents in particular. I think I, I agree with that because she could, you know, intercede and take care of that problem. Right. Very important. Okay, another big one. So we've covered romance scam, tech support scam, grandparent scam. 
government scam. I'm going to cover, and these are important to be aware of the sweepstakes, the sweepstakes Mm. lottery scams. So when it comes to that, I really feel like whenever somebody asks you for $3,000 in order to get your $100,000 check, it's a scam. There's no free money. (laughs) <laughs> there is no free money. And and same thing with any kind of an investment scam. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes you get calls from, you know, a police station of some sort. And I got to tell you, it is important to know this, that, you know, lots of times those those could potentially be scams because you don't know who's calling. It, they could say they're from anywhere. And literally, some police and fire organizations don't even solicit over the telephone. And they actually warn consumers to be aware of aggressive marketing, telemarketing to callers, because most public safety organizations are not charitable organizations. Mm. So keep that in the back of your head, definitely. And then the last one, um, I think is the family caregiver scam. Kim, you had a story on that. We got to be really aware when it comes to the family. Yes. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there that need good caregiving and it could be a family member. It could be someone that they hired in this particular situation that um, I was made aware of this caregiver. You know, she was sweet. She was younger and she was doing a really good job, but there was a camera And the mom had fallen asleep. She took her wedding ring off. And the caregiver said, oh, it's probably dropped in the couch and that type of thing. But the family did not say that they were on camera, which is a really great idea if you do want it to take it to court. But however, they did show her the camera. I think they recovered the ring back. But she said no, no, no for you know, the first couple of weeks until she really got caught. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. Our topic today is elder fraud, elder abuse. And honestly, this could happen to anyone at any time. Kim and I are here today, Kim Russell, and we are just talking through the different scams and different stories and things to be aware of. I feel like it's so important. So stay tuned because we're going to talk about some solutions um, in this segment. But I wanted to share a personal story that happened to a very good friend of mine recently. And it started with them saying they were from Amazon and that they had an account and it was a second account on Amazon that they weren't aware of with thousands of dollars of charges in on the account. And when he said, you know, the account wasn't his, the Amazon person was like, oh, no, the FTC, your name is on this account. The FTC um, said that this was your um account. And if it's not you, then your identity must have been stolen. Mm -hmm. So we're going to transfer you. So they did this transfer thing. We're going to transfer you to the FTC. Then they have someone answer the phone and say something about, you know, your identity was, was stolen and it's linked to some, to some drug smuggling. And this is a true story. This guy was on the phone for an hour, some drug smuggling thing. And he's like, what? Because it is common, right? That identity is stolen. So after, I mean, after being on the phone an hour, transferred three times. So they had so many people in on this scam. um, And he spoke to all these different people at all these different organizations. And do you know, he actually, at the very end is when it started clicking. 
And he got off the phone because the key is getting off the phone, right? Right. Because they keep transferring you and pressuring you into something. He got off the phone. He says he needs to go home and talk to his wife. Give me a number I can call you back at. And when he got home and talked to his wife, that's when they figured out it was a scam. Mm. But it's so scary because you're like, this. The, you could have a separate Amazon account and not even know it. Did they call the police? They called the police. They got everything down and they had all the phone numbers and everything. So it was completely reported. But good point. We need to do something when this happens to us. Right. And don't feel shameful out there, listeners, because it can happen to the best of us. There was a CIA agent that actually a scam and he was so embarrassed because this is what he does. He's skilled at this. And he did not share this with his family until months later because they scammed him over $100,000 because it feels really, you know, violating. Violating. It's exactly the word. And we're all vulnerable because there's so much tech now, right? They're so knowledgeable and they're so skilled. It's frightening. It's frightening. You had a story, Kim, that you were going to share. Um, On the the banking? Yes. So... um, there was someone that I know very, very close that $100,000 gotten taken out of her account. She was up north and she had her app, which is really important listeners. Don't wait for your statement. Make sure that you know that the money's taken out quickly so you can react quickly. An app on your phone. App mm-hmm. on your phone. And so she knew that this money was taken. She t- talked to everyone in the family. No one had known about it. It took a long time, almost a year to get her money back, but it was an inside job. So the the biggest thing So someone here, from the bank? Someone from the bank. It was an inside job. So it came from it came from another state. So another okay. state that was a different state. And so it took them a long time. But I guess the advice for listeners out there is to don't give up. If you know it's wrong, do not give up. Even if the professionals are saying this, that, and the other thing. If you know that it's not right and your loved one or someone you know has been taking advantage of, go to the police. Do not give up. Exactly. Exactly. So one of the things that they're really good at, and this is this is just how to avoid a scam, is pressure. Yes. Scammers pressure you to act immediately. And anytime you feel like there's pressure to pay or to make a decision, Nine times out of 10, it's a scam. So that scammers want you to act before you have time to think. So if you're on the phone, they might tell you, you know, not to hang up. So you can't check out their story. You know, they might threaten to arrest you, sue you, take away your driver's license, your business license. They might even say your computer is about to be corrupted. But all of that stuff is just to keep your attention, to keep you distracted. Yep. So anytime there's pressure, right away, that's the first number one. Well, and the, share, the story that you shared was really critical too, because time is on their side. So if you have them on the phone for an hour, you start to trust more. It's a really good sales uh, scheme or pitch is to keep that time going. And so that's it's really important, even if, like you said, three phone calls, so it makes it more legitimate with more time. When you're transferred, makes, you think, oh my gosh, right. they can transfer yeah, they to know another line. Exactly. And it's not that hard to do that, believe it or not. Kim's going to share some of the things to do right away when this happens to you. So if you know that you've been uh, identity theft, your credit card's been taken away, immediately call the fraud department. So my suggestion on your 
credit cards is make sure that you have a copy so you have the legitimate 800 number that's on the back of your credit card and you put that in a safe place, hopefully a safe. And then you explain to someone that has stole your identity, you ask them to close your account immediately so that no one can make any new charges unless you agree to them. So you can physically agree to each charge. And then change your logins, your passwords, and your pins. And I know that that's such a bummer because there's so many passwords, there's so many many things that we're we're trying to figure out, but that's really critical. You also can um, place a fraud alert and get your credit reports with Expedian. The number is 888-397-3742. So you're calling Expedian to tell them that your credit has been compromised and you want to alert them. You want to, you want to alert them and it's a, it's a free fraud alert. So this doesn't cost you anything. So if you're on another scam and they're saying it's going to cost you anything, these are all free of charge, no cost. TransUnion is 888-909-8872. Should I go with one more? Equifax is the last one. Yeah, yeah, you can. They can Google that. But I think I think the most important part is to let them know, right? Right. That, that something happened right away. But you've got to make these calls and let people know. Otherwise, your credit could be affected in a very huge way. Well, and that's the other thing is I know that there's a lot of apps out there, but that's how our world is driven these days. And this really, if you have, if you know, you bought gas at in another state that's, you know, 600 miles away, and you know that that hasn't happened, you can call immediately. But if you wait till your statement comes, it's very hard to recoup that money. I wanted to also, in addition to calling the fraud department and your credit report, I wanted to give you the email to report scams to the FTC directly, the Federal Trade Commission. And this is the website for that. It's report fraud dot ftc dot gov gov you have got to report a scam and that is why i'm going to tell you how many scams have been reported so i just did i want you to, to this is crucial information 2022 victims over the age of 60 88,000 victims over the age of 60 have been affected by senior scams and elder fraud that's frightening over $3.1 billion of losses. Oh. You can tell this is like a growing area of concern. It is up 84% from the year before. For So 84% increase from 21 to 22. And we're in 23 now, so I can't even imagine how much increase they've already so had. It's so sad. It's a, an average of $35,000 loss per victim. That's a lot of money to lose. That's a lot of money. And victims losing more than 100,000, ready for this, over 5,000 victims have lost over 100,000. And you know one of them. Mm, that's Isn't so that, sad. It's, it's ridiculous. So this is on the rise, and we definitely need to be aware of this. Well, I just want to point out one other thing is Social Security, the IRA, no one will ever call you. It is always done by mail because of this scenario. It's always done by mail. They will not call you. So if if you, somebody calls and says they're from Social Security, chances are high? They're not. No. <laughs> chances are they're not. Guess what? Guess what? You only mail information. No, you just hang up that phone. And honestly, I'm just going to say this because 
we're we're all of an industry or an age, so to speak, that we just want to answer the phone, right? When it rings, what do you do? You answer. What's wrong with just letting everything go to voicemail? How right. urgent can it really be? Let it go to voicemail and then you check your voicemail. What you could do is change your voice, your tone on your phone for any family member, right? For your mom, dad, brother, sisters, you can always have a different tone. So you know when the phone rings, oh, that must be someone from my family calling me. But when the phone rings regular, that's an outsider. And guess what? It can go to voicemail. That's just a small idea. But that's these a great are the idea. Things, these are the things that we got to be thinking about. And guess what? We're in this together. You right. are not alone. If something has happened to you and you haven't reported it, please report fraud.ftc.gov. Or your local police department. They will help you. I think they're underutilized. They absolutely are. In fact, I even went into the police department not too long ago, and they said, oh, are you here for a fraud case? Because over 50% of people that go to the local police are there because of fraud, which, again, is frightening. You're listening to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging, FM 101.5, AM 1400, The Patriot, and we're going to be back in just a few moments. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. Uh, We're here today with Kim Russell and talking about elder abuse and all the things that are happening. I should just say scams in general because all of these are happening to everyone every day. And we need to be aware. We need to be aware of what's happening, why it's happening, and what we can do to stop it. So what I want to talk about now is how to protect your identity Mm. um, at home, at business, and with your computer. So let's start with at home. Okay. So at home, make sure that you keep your financial records, Social Security, Medicare cards in a safe place. I would suggest if you have just a small safe so that you know where the key is and you you lock that up. Shred papers is really important, especially if you have personal or medical information. And on I would that. use a real shredder, not or, like just tear it up. Like not just tear real, it up in a half. When but we just say really, shred, we mean really shred. Because they can take those numbers right off that even if they're put in the garbage somewhere, they can actually tape them together. Those, of course. Tape those together. And I've heard stories of people going through the garbage and pulling stuff out. I mean, when they're desperate and they need money, they'll do anything. Absolutely. Shred your stuff. Also, take mail to the mailbox as soon, take it out of the mailbox as soon as possible, especially during the holiday seasons. I don't know if you've talked about the, the porch thieves, but there's a lot of gifts being delivered and they watch homes. And if those gifts are being delivered, they go and nab those gifts before they even get to the owner. Well, and Amazon started taking a picture of the gift and sending it to you because they want to make sure you're getting your stuff. But I totally agree. Don't leave stuff sitting around in your mailboxes, especially if they're open, right? Absolutely. They're not under lock and key. So as you do business, do you want me to talk about that? Yeah, move into the business. Okay. For sure. So only give your social security number if you must. Ask if you can use another kind of identification. Now, I know this feels a little awkward, but if you can, ask them for your medical. It's probably not going to happen. But other items, other things that you're looking for in identification, ask them if you can give something other than Social Security number. Well, and lots of times I'll just say, well, can I just give you the last four digits? Excellent idea. let them confirm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. Do not give personal information to someone who calls you or emails you. 
So should we talk a little bit about the doctor's office? Mm-hmm. So some of the medical professions now are for your scheduling, you have to schedule overseas. So they're actually going to the Philippines or to India or somewhere else in the other than the United States. So what, when, when, just to, just to recap a little bit, step it back a couple. So when you have an appointment, any kind of an appointment, because this was like, um, I think it was an MRI or something like that, that, right. we, that I had done recently. And they said, Oh, go online and go to this link and fill out your stuff. And then all of a sudden you're getting a call through the Philippines that's asking you for information. So yeah, go ahead. Or your doctor's office is saying, call this number and it's not the number of your local. MRI or wherever, whatever tests that you have to have taken. So in this particular situation, there was two different orders. They couldn't understand. The appointment never did get made properly. But what I found out is you can actually ask the person in a polite way, I would really like to make this appointment with a direct number with a direct doctor. And apparently they have to give you that phone number and then you can call them directly. So we have to ask, you basically, have to ask. Is what you're saying. You have to like, ask. Just say, instead of going through another country or doing it online, I would prefer to do it through my local office, the local doctor's office. Right. And we have to ask these questions. It never, We never had to before. It was just like a given. You could call up the doctor's office. And they it's, would actually answer the phone. <laughs> right. So it doesn't happen that way anymore. And then on your computer, use passwords that are not easy to guess. Use numbers and symbols when you can. Do not respond to emails or other text messaging asking for personal information. Never do that. Don't don't give it over. Uh, there's so many people taking pictures of their credit cards and sending them through text and email. Do not do that. No. And do not put personal information on a computer in a public place. So I had a a low-income senior that I was helping. She didn't have a computer. She was doing it at the library and someone was looking over her shoulder. So those kind of things really do that in a private place. And so you can ask the librarian to have a little cubicle so that they don't have to have someone coming in. Now, again, you know, we don't think of these things, but this is the world we live in. Well, and, and public Wi-Fi. When you're at the Detroit airport or any airport, any any major airport, you're, you just automatically get on their Wi-Fi, right? Well, right. guess what? You're open. You're, every data, every piece of information on your computer is suspect at this point. If, they're, if you're going into your bank information, for example, don't do it on public Wi-Fi. Let's do it on a personal private place at your house on your own Wi-Fi. Yeah, let's okay. be smart about let's it. Let's just be smart about it. There's too many things that can happen. Okay, so those are great ideas. I love what you said. Um, the passwords they're telling you now, is it strong, right? Do you have an explanation point? Do you have all these other little things at the end of it? And I think it's important. To make sure you have good passwords. It is. And I know it's hard to keep track. I know I have a problem trying to no, keep track of really? all <laughs> my gazillion really? passwords. And so there's there's tricks to the trade of how to write your passwords down in your own in your own home so that you remember, like always put like the number four in front of it or whatever it is, keep it the, the date of birth or something, but oh, you know, keeping it the same. So it is really difficult and we know it's challenging, but it's important. So whatever you do, don't make your password password one, two, three. Cause that's right. what everybody does. Right. Or but your cat's I, name or really names. So th- this is another really trick of the trade is like, if you're on Facebook and people know you, because there's a lot of people that are scamming, 
on social media. I'm just using Facebook as an social example. media is a huge one. And so they they know that your cat's name is Fluffy. And so if you're putting that fluffy number one or whatever the situation is, they're smart out there. So we have to be... I think we need to be careful about what we post on Facebook too. I'm not going to lie. That's true. I mean, that's any social media site. It's just not... It's not a venue. I mean, people are scouring that stuff every single day looking for information. Don't think they're not. Yeah, So true. just be aware. Um, I want to share with you something extremely important called check washing. Mm. I'm wondering if anyone's heard of check washing. Here's what it is. Make no mistake <laughs> that check washing is when individuals and businesses need to use gel ink when writing checks. Why? Because it's the number one tool to stop fraudsters. Mm. Because what they're doing is they are actually, it's called check washing. They're actually changing the payee names and often the dollar amounts on the check and fraudulently depositing them. I didn't even know that this has, could even happen. And it's becoming more and more common. And if you're a victim of check washing, let me tell you, you know it. In fact, we, Kim and I both know someone that this just happened to. Yes. And he couldn't, it was, um, he was paying a medical bill and he wrote a check and put it in the mail and somebody actually changed the amount, added a zero to it, right? Two zeros. Yeah, a couple zeros. And an- another situation that I ran into a couple years ago, it was actually a family member. She had very low uh, eyesight and they had her write it with a eraser ink pen. So then they erased the amount. They had her signature. They erased the amount and they put a different amount mm-mm, in. Mm-mm. Please use gel ink pens. Very important. And they prefer black. I'm just going to go on record saying that. So if you can ever do that. And Kim made a great point earlier. When you're writing checks, please don't put them in your personal mailbox. Drive to the post office. Right. Go to the post office. Anything that has value to it. I think needs to be, this is my personal opinion, but needs to be delivered in the post office or just a, a, the regular big blue mailboxes that you see all over. Don't put it in a little tiny mailbox where everybody has access to it. It's got to be in a safe area. Well, and I know this is difficult for some of you seniors out there. It's, you know, maybe you can't drive or you're trying to trust the right people and we don't want you to live in fear. We want you to just be aware of some of these things. So if you know your postal uh, person, then just hand them the po- just hand it to him personally. It's especially really, yeah, especially if you're doing like a, a birthday check or something that's important. Yeah, we had a sweet little lady that we met, Kim and I, and her she sends money to her grandchildren for their birthdays every year. Um, and with the birthday card, and all the kids are waiting for their check from grandma right? Everybody wants their check from grandma. Well, guess what? Grandma didn't send her checks this year because she heard about this check washing. So Kim and I were talking to her and we're like, oh, your poor grandchildren. They're like waiting for their birthday gift and their check. And she's like, I'm not sending it. I don't want someone to open my card, change my check amount. And we both, Kim and I said the same thing. We're like, Oh, don't live in fear. Yeah. You know, we we have to be aware. We're sharing this information with you because it's really important to know, to know for the future, to understand what to do, to know who to call, but definitely do not live in fear. And when your grandkids really want a check and or really want their card, let me just say that. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, the sweet little lady, she goes, well, there is one other issue. They don't send me a thank you. <laughs> I was like, well, 
is that the bigger issue or is it really that you were worried about your check? But always wrap it in a piece of paper, wrap, put it in a card. Don't just put a check in an envelope. Yep. Those days are over because people can tell right away it's a check. Right. And we definitely want to use the gel ink. So the last thing I just wanted to share with people is you can get a free credit report. And that phone number is 877-322-8228. Or you can go on annualcreditreport.com. And that will give you a free credit report. So important to, to do a double check on that. Thank you for tuning in to Next Steps for Seniors. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors, Conversations on Aging. We are so blessed to be here with you today. Kim and I have gone through a lot of experiences. We've talked to a lot of people in our lifetime, and we counted a really a privilege to share this information with you. We've talked about the common elder fraud schemes. Mm -hmm. We've talked about results and what to do and avoid a scam. We've talked about so many things, the Amazon scam, like all the different things that were happening through all of these different ways. But one thing we want to focus on now is how, what our legal rights are. Mm-hmm. Right? Like what what do we have the ability to do to stop this stuff from happening? So Kim's going to kind of walk us through that because I think it's important to know. And then it's not all on us, right? The right. medical institution and other people, there's stuff on them too, right? There is There is their duty to report these issues as well. So it's our duty to let people know as soon as possible. <clears throat> so there's a duty to report voluntary closing of your accounts through your banks. They have to do that. There's the duty of reporting dates of delinquency. So that has to be happening. Duty of financial institutions when reporting negative information that they should be coming to you. So I had a banker and somebody was trying to uh, get into our health savings account, but they knew us personally. And they say, we know who the Russells are. We're going to call them first. And of course, they never got a hold of who those people are. But they're actually trying to call the bankers. They also have duties of furnishing medical information. So you can actually protect your medical information too, but it's on us to ask. We have to ask those questions. And then the duty of identity theft occurs all across the country, But once you start going down the road of identifying, you have to identify with every entity. So with every credit card, with every bank account. So it's not just you get one letter, you do the fraud.gov. No, that's you have to do it with every institution. That's That's on us. That is on us. Yeah, unfortunately. And that is important. And don't take it lightly. Like make sure we follow through on all this because that's what that's going to affect us in the long run. Absolutely. So one of the things when we talked about passwords, and this is what I found really interesting, how many people, you don't have to raise your hand, but have a password on their on their iPhone? I'm raising my hand. A lot, yes. right? Yeah. Almost everybody. Why? Because everything we know and do is on our iPhones. So very interesting information. If you were to get in an accident, how does someone, let's say you're driving by yourself, Kim, how and they need to notify your your ICE, your emergent case of emergency person. How does someone get into your phone? Right. So this is what I'm going to share with you right now, listeners. So get your pencil and paper out because I think it's important to know that you can access 
the ICE on a locked phone. So this is how you do it. Once you've set this up, anyone can find your ICE information by swiping up on the lock screen and tapping emergency. So when you swipe, swipe up on that lock screen, the first screen, and the bottom corner on the side, the left right, side, the right is cancel, the left is emergency. Right. So you got to click that, the very, very, very bottom. So you swipe up, and if you look at the bottom left corner, it says emergency. So you tap on that emergency, and that will bring you into a medical ID. And when you tap on the medical ID, what happens is all the information about you shows up and your emergency contacts underneath it. So our police and our fire probably know this, but if you're the first one on a scene and there's an emergency situation, you need to know how to get the, in case of emergency contacts. Yes, exactly. Very important. And if you don't have those set up on your phone, I'm sorry, I just have to go on my soapbox for one second. <laughs> Please do that. And how you do that, you just go into the, the contact on your phone of the person that you want to be your emergency contact and then you go to the very bottom, and it says, at the very bottom, it says, send message, share contact, add to favorites, and then it says, add to emergency contacts. And you click add to emergency contacts. So on your phone, there's going to be a little medical alert, the little red square on that contact, and that person will show up on your emergency contacts. But I think it's just really important. This is just stuff that... Everybody needs to know because I know, we all I should have know it. We all have passwords on our cell phones, and and I'm I want you to have a password on your cell phone. But if there's an emergency, I want you to know how to get into it, and that's why we covered that. Okay, the other thing I wanted to talk about is some of the things that people should have in a safe. So you talked about a safe, and I don't know how many people have safes in their house, but for sure the back of your credit card, because if you ever lose it, you don't even know who to call. Right. So there's there's two types of safe. There's a safe that's a small safe that you can just get a key or a code. digital code. And then which I think is the best safe is in a file cabinet. So if you, because then they can't lift that safe out and take it with them. So if you have it in a file cabinet, it's too heavy, it's too cumbersome just to steal. And talking about the phone, so that's great to get into your phone in emergency, but now your loved one is at the hospital and they can't get a hold of anyone because they can't get in your phone because they don't have the password. Even a loved one doesn't know your password. So it's really important to have that password in the safe. And I know you have a lot of other ideas of how what we should be putting in that safe. No, all of your passwords for every single thing, your phone, any account you have should all be in there because if something happens suddenly to someone, you need those passwords. Right. We've got stories of clients that couldn't get into situations because they didn't have passwords to their loved ones. So please put that in your safe. The other thing is your full bank account numbers. Everything you have nowadays just has the last four digits. Right. And you, if you don't know your full bank account number by heart, you need to have the, that in your safe. Um, some of the other things would be cash, for sure. <laughs> well, in all your documents, like a, a wedding, any certificate that you have, even if you purchased a cemetery plot, that is actually a deed. So any kind of deed, those have to be in the safe. Titles, titles, to cars, titles to how anything like that should be in the safe. Okay, so moving into we're into our last five minutes of our last segment, we do a Q&A at the end of every program. So the question I have for you, Kim, would be, 
what to do if your ATM or debit card is lost or stolen? Well, that is really a great question. Because you know that does happen. So the liability and reporting changes with time. So before any authorized change or you made it within 24 hours, typically there would be no charge. There would absolutely be no charge. However, if you wait two business days and they've learned the of the loss, then it's $50 a charge or $50 a day. More than two days, then it goes up to 500 more than 60 days, it's unlimited. So this is the problem that one of the local bankers, she was so sad because she knew this couple, but they waited for their statement to come in. They didn't open their mail right away. And it was approaching the 60 days. Some of the charges were already past 60 days. So they could not, they recouped some of the money, but they couldn't recoup anything that was after 60 days. They could not recoup. Because they didn't any, respond quick enough. They didn't yeah. respond and I think that's a very important point you're making is efficiency is key. Right. Efficiency is key. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. You know, zero days, no fees. Like, like do it within the first 24 hours for sure. Yep, absolutely. One of the other things we do is a tip of the day. And after, you know, doing this entire program with you, Kim, today, I really feel like the most important thing, if you ever get a call that is potentially fraudulent, the number one thing is don't offer information. Don't give any information about any, any time you talk, they're writing down information that you're saying. So if they're like, oh, hi, I'm calling from wherever, let's just pick a place, Best Buy. And we have, um, you know, we need to look at your computer because we're offering this special thing. So it looks like you were in here last week. And then you're like, well, no, I haven't been in there for two months. You know, so there anything you say, well, it looks like your husband may have opened an account. Well, Joe didn't open an account. And then they're like, oh, her husband's Joe, right? So anytime you say anything, you got to remember they're, ga they're gathering data on you. So then what they could say is, oh, yeah, I see the, j I misread the date. It is two months. And so then they're using your information against you. Exactly. So that is the tip of the day. Really just to be careful, be on alert. And, and be aware, really. And overall, I'm gonna I'm just gonna cover because we did touch on a lot how to avoid a scam. Number one, scammers pretend to be from an organization that you know. So it's usually something that you frequent or you visit often. Scammers say that there's a problem or a prize. That's number two. They always there's always a problem and there's always money to be made. Number three, scammers pressure you to act immediately. I need the money fast. I need this to happen quickly. And they usually don't let you off the phone. And number four, scammers tell you to pay in a specific way. Oh, I need you to wire the money to this specific account. Always be aware of that. Always, always, always. Those are the top four things I think are very important. Can I just throw one more? Absolutely. Is gift cards. So a lot of people are asking for gift cards. So like an Amazon gift card or a cash gift card. And that seems more benign. So people are giving gift cards even up to $1,000. Oh, very good to know. Thank you for tuning in to Next Steps for Seniors. We love having these conversations on aging. You can reach our office at 248 651 5010. We care about you. We want you to be safe. We don't want you to live in fear, but we do want you to be aware. You're listening to Next Steps for Senior. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps 
for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.